Hi, and welcome to Hope for the Family, a podcast from the Magdalene House, a recovery community for alcoholic women. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization based in Dallas, Texas, and known affectionately by many as Maggie's. In this series, recovered family members from our community share how they've been able to find peace and freedom as the loved ones of alcoholics with your host, me, Laurie Evans, also a loved one of an alcoholic. For more information about our family support group, including weekly meetings, please visit magdalenhouse.org forward slash family. We are so glad you're here and thanks for listening. I am so excited to be here tonight to um, record the Hope for the Family podcast for the Magdalene House. And uh, normally the podcast host is Lori Evans and she is now the interviewee. So I'm going to be interviewing her tonight, which I'm really excited. Lori's a good friend of mine and she has a lot of great things to share with us. So we will get started. Thank you, Lauren. I'm really glad to be here and I'm really happy that you're here with me to do this. Yeah, welcome. And Lori and I are both part of the family support group. So um, this is really exciting that we get to kind of share our experience. So I'm excited to hear these. Um, Okay, so Lori, let's just go ahead and get right into it. Sound good? Of course. All right. So how did you first get connected to the Magdalene House? Well, whenever it was determined that Tina was going to need to get sober, or not that she was going to need to, that she was going to. Right. uh, I, at the time, lived in Little Forest Hills. And I just decided that I would find her the closest AA meeting. So she wasn't gone that long, like, that I could uh, keep up with her. Because I was really into trying to find a way to get her sober back then. Right. I didn't realize that wasn't my job. And I did, like, just a basic search, and there was one within a mile of our house. And, and that was at the old house. Okay. The Maggie's house on Redwood Circle. And uh, she started going to meetings there. Um, She was not sober. And she ended up um, finally, like after she went for months and months of meetings there and talking to people, she finally decided that it was, with a little help from me and her ex-husband, that it was time for her to go to Maggie's. And so when she went there, we didn't have a family support group. This was over 11 years ago. Yeah. And I was really, really scared because I, again, I felt like it was my responsibility not only to get her sober, but to keep her sober, Mm -hmm. which could not have been further from the truth. So I just started like hanging out at Maggie's (laughs) trying to figure out I'd go to visit her. And then, of course, she never stopped coming back um, after she got out. And I would just go with her and talk to people and 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 that was the way i originally got associated with it and they didn't have a maggie's uh family support at the time they did not interesting interesting all right well thank you um so if you can briefly describe your journey with the 12 steps and your current situation is your loved one currently in recovery or not so after she got sober um they everybody goes to um, everybody that her sponsor sponsors they go to their home group um, and I (laughs) again I was really sick back then and I started um, going with her to her AA meetings and I also bought a book or I think she bought a book for me but I got it because I wanted to make sure that she was doing everything in it that she Mm -hmm. was supposed to do 
and I was going to our AA meetings, and we when we'd walk in, I would kind of hear the um, Al-Anon room as we walked by, and everybody was like laughing, and they, there was a lot of levity, and I didn't understand how that could possibly be. I was like, those people must be like crazy, because I don't have time to laugh. I don't have time to not think of anything, but how am I going to keep her sober, mm-hmm. right? I barely had time to work, and this was all just something that you know that I'd made up because it wasn't my job and and I found that out later but so about the third or fourth time I walked by there and the people were laughing I went into the big room with her and I was like hey I think I'm gonna go to the Al-Anon meeting tonight she was like okay she was really glad to get rid of me (laughs) and I uh I went in there and I was angry because I didn't think I needed to go to a group right I didn't think anything was wrong with me Mm -hmm. and um but it turns out that I have the exact same disease that, that she does. I just don't have the body of an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. So I can have a drink and not think about another one until the next time I have a drink. and right. Which could be days or months or weeks. Um, right. But so I went into that room and I was really angry because I was like, what am I doing here? But something just told me to go there. And I, I think I met you that mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Um, I met several other people. And... I ended, that all wanted to help me and I ended up you know finding a sponsor and going through the 12 steps and as a result of the 12 steps I had a spiritual awakening and now I have this burning desire and a, and a, and I can't explain it any other way but a burning desire to help as many other people as I can because I have found relief of not worrying about her but not trying to control her not trying to worry if she's you know at home right now drinking which you know if she is she is but i doubt i doubt she is because the bottom line is i i now have a higher power that i trust and rely on and whatever that plan is i'm going to go with that you connected how did you connect with the higher power through the 12 steps um it was uh the spiritual awakening that i had and um you know with the guidance of a sponsor that put my hand in the hand of god's And I realized rather quickly that, you know, I'd always gone to church and I'd always prayed and things like that. But there is a huge difference Mm -hmm. in going to church and believing in God, which Mm -hmm. is my higher power. And, you know, obviously it doesn't have to be. But there's a big difference in believing in God and trusting and relying on God where you just kind of have a lot more time on your hands now because you don't have to, to, all the things that I was worried about, like, Mm -hmm. where is she? What's she doing? Is she sober? Is she, you know, going to hurt somebody? Is someone going to hurt her? All the things that I thought I had to worry about, I don't. Because God, his plan doesn't, I can't even quantify the number of how big, big, much bigger his plan is. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I also work the steps through Al-Anon, and I remember... You know, I wasn't uh, connected to God before working the steps, and I thought it was really great that it had the openness of, you know, it said higher power, and it was your understanding of God. And so it left it really open for me. So I was, as long as, you know, like my sponsor said, if you're not God, are you? And I'm like, well, no. And she's just like, well, okay, then just leave it at that, you know, and we'll work the steps. And and that's how I found a higher power. So I think it's, it's really awesome. And the steps really leave that to where you know after you do your inventory and everything it's you really learn a lot about yourself and then you start letting god take over so it's really great yeah it's a it's a relief for sure well thank you for sharing and the sponsorship helps a lot when you when you disconnect you know your sponsor can help you 
reconnect to God. So, yeah. All right. And is your loved one currently in recovery? You, she, she is. is. She's yeah. been sober um, 10 plus years. Oh, that's amazing. Congratulations. All right. So have you been with your loved one as they have relapsed? Uh, I have not. She's, a, as people say, a one and done. Um, and and I think the big part of that, you know, besides God, is that she kept coming back to Maggie's and doing whatever she could and it was mm. funny because like i told you they didn't have a family support mm. and, and i had to so rely interesting i had to rely on her sponsor and the one thing her sponsor told me was laura you got to back up a little bit mm-hmm. and i'm like what do you mean this is my wife and this mm-hmm. is my life I, you know i, yeah, I don't understand do how to you know to, to, how to do that and and all she said was just try it just a little bit because you might get to witness a miracle Mm -hmm. if you do and Mm -hmm. if not you're not going to produce any miracles Mm -hmm. just like you said or am I God no I'm not going to be able to produce a miracle and I and I did I backed up enough to let her like work the steps and and then I could see the change in her Mm -hmm. uh, which then immediately made me want what she had Mm because I was like wait a minute I think I like this I want to do this too which was another contributing factor to why I went to the Al-Anon meeting that night. Mm-hmm. Instead of just chasing her all around and making sure she was doing what she was yeah. supposed to be doing. Yeah, so I, I, I relied on her, like, in her advice to back up, and I did get to see it. I got to see it in my own house, you know. Yeah. God removed her obsession for alcohol. And I could go home tonight and have a glass of wine, and it would not occur to her to want that. Mm-hmm. Even if, if someone is drinking in front of her. Yeah. And, you know, relapse isn't always, you know, the worst thing. So we, I've been through a relapse with my husband who is, um, who's sober, but the relapse was really good for both of us because it showed him where his, you know, where his spiritual uh, work was lacking, you know, and right. where his program was lacking. And then it showed me more reliance on God, you know, because during that relapse, I really relied on the family support group and um, my sponsor and and all that so it was really great so and then out, since the relapse he's been a lot better so it, it really progressed his program so for some people you know they worry but relapse was really really actually a good thing for us yeah I think I think that and that's what the book says that mm-hmm. um, if someone relapses that they're gonna come back better and stronger than they were before and I tell you what Lauren I have known you for this mm-hmm. whole time and and I was there with you when the relapse mm-hmm. during the relapse and yeah, you your program is what saved you mm-hmm. and, absolutely and i was really impressed and and it was a good thing to sit back and watch and then i didn't worry about you as much yeah. as i would say a friend who was going through that 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 you know had didn't have any idea what the 12 mm-hmm. steps were or mm-hmm. anything like that because i just kept telling myself she's got this because mm-hmm. she's got god so. Oh, I would have been lost without it. I mean, if I was relying on people at work who I hadn't told, family members who did not know he was an addict, um, I had an actual support group to lean on that I could tell all the details, and they'd been there. And so there was this honesty and this trust built, um, and I really, really relied on that. And then calling my sponsor every day, you know, if I hadn't had that, I probably would have gone crazy. I probably would have lost my job, so... I'm, I mean, there is no way. I was hanging on by a thread. So it was really, really cool to be able to um, to lean on that support. So I, I can't say enough about it. It's really great. And I didn't know that we, you know, we were going to go through that. So I'm really glad I already had the family support group. 
you know, and that I was already working the program. So what a blessing because you can't, you never know, you know, it was suddenly, like they say in the book, it was suddenly, there was no buildup to it. So um, I'm really glad that I was already working the program. If I hadn't, it would have been a lot, a really different story. It would have been a completely mm-hmm. different story. Totally different. You would have been out chasing him through the streets. <clears throat> oh, it was bad. Was. It was bad. Are you a loved one of an alcoholic? Our family support group serves as a community for friends, loved ones, and family members of alcoholics to learn about alcoholism understand how to help an alcoholic, and experience an improved quality of life, regardless of the alcoholic's recovery. We have weekly support meetings that meet virtually and in person, as well as a monthly speaker meeting. To find out more about our family support group, visit magdalenhouse.org family. Okay, so what did your family dynamic look like before your loved one's recovery versus what it looks like now? Well, okay, yeah, Tina and I have been together for 13 years. Okay. Uh, so there was a couple of years in there when she was uh, drinking. Yeah. Um, when I met her, she was recently divorced with two kids. Mm-hmm. Seven and eight, I think, was there. Okay. And um, it's funny because, like, our daughter was just kind of like, I'm going to just, she just left Tina alone. She didn't really have a a, a strong relationship with her at the time. Now okay. you can't pull them apart. Like, yeah. They talk every day. It's that's just good. amazing to see. That's um, cool. And I know that's probably the next question, so I won't yeah. go into that. But, and then um, the, the son was just, uh, he was just a sweet little boy that was always there and, and he really cared. And, it, it wasn't easy. They didn't understand. I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard for a family, and I didn't understand. It's hard for a family to understand that you, her drinking didn't have anything to do with mm-hmm. us. And mm-hmm. she could not get sober for us, and, and it wasn't even an option. Yeah, it wasn't she, about love. Yeah, it wasn't about love. Love was not enough mm-hmm. <laughs> to save her. And it wasn't easy. It was hard because you never knew what the day was going to bring. And and I remember when we first started, you know, dating, she said, I have to tell you something and it might be a deal breaker. And I'm like, well, what's that? And she was like, well, I drink. I was like, me too. I work in advertising. Mm-hmm. I drink. I drink a lot. And she was like, I mean, I drink every day. And I was like, okay, I could probably do that if that's what we yeah. need to do. And I did try to keep up with her for a little while. Yeah. Until my doctor was like, your, yeah, your blood is, mm-hmm. your, it was like a blood test that I had to take for a, my physical. And they were like, you're drinking too much. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's, uh, I, I was not able to keep up with her as a long story short. And it, it we just kind of muddled through, mm-hmm. um, you know, the doing the best we could. And I didn't understand really what was going on. So then we started going to counseling because we couldn't get along and I was like why can't we get along and this is crazy I just care so much about her mm-hmm. and the counselor after I think the first meeting said I just want to meet with Tina you know by herself and so I was like okay and I didn't know why but I was like kind of glad you know I was like maybe the, the counselor's gonna tell her she needs to be act better mm-hmm. you know and um it was a couple weeks later she goes well doctor whatever the doctor's name was, gave us a, gave me a homework. And I was like, okay. And she said, oh, what's that? She goes, well, she 
said I might need to go to an AA meeting. And that's when I immediately got on the computer being mm. like an Al-Anon that I was. And, and investigated and found that meeting for her. And um, so then, you know, the rest is history. She's, you know, been at Maggie's this whole time and and <clears throat> does so much for Maggie's. And I'm always so proud to see all the, the, the women that she helps. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And um, so we... You know, we were all just like, okay, you know, and, and, and it ended up that, you know, we ended up, like, breaking up for a little while because it didn't, I, I was like, I, I just can't do this anymore. Yeah. You know how it goes. And, yeah. um, but it was hard for me because I didn't ever want to leave the kids. They still mm-hmm. had their, you know, their dad and everything. And, and, of course, they had Tina, but I knew that there was more that, that Tina could do mm-hmm. as far as, like, being a mother and, mm-hmm. and connecting with them. But that. Now that I look back on it, that's not my responsibility, right, to teach right. her that or to show her that. So we ended up getting her, you know, to Maggie's and when when things got really bad. So. Mm-hmm. And now everything's totally different. Totally different, yeah. Well, that's amazing. Has your dynamic with other family members improved because of your alcoholics recovery? Yeah, so then as far as you know like the kids and 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 like i said now it's so amazing to see her with her kids and and she was able to you know recapture that since she's been sober for you know 11 years now Mm -hmm. or close to 11 she was able to start right away rebuilding that relationship with them and um it was amazing you know to see that and i i love every minute whenever like she'll be walking around the house with her headphones on or whatever in her ear and, and she'll be like, I'm talking to Ryan. And she'll be, and you know, mm-hmm. it's just funny because like they just talk for hours on the phone and he oh, tells her good. everything. Like today I went to this class and I did this and my girlfriend this. And I'm just like, this oh, is so good. awesome. And um, it's just so good to see. And then as far as the other family members for me, we will we, always have that trauma bond, especially me and Ryan. Megan didn't really participate very much in it, but Ryan and I have um, a bond that we, you know, because he was older. He was a year older than Megan, and uh, we went through it together. So now, you know, we'll always have that, but then also we're closer now mm-hmm. because I've been through the 12 steps, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm closer to uh, the kid's dad. You know, we, we go on vacation with him. That's and, cool. And it's really, we're just kind of like this modern little family. That, yeah, it's unique. Yeah, and, and and we, you know, do things together. We have, obviously, birthdays together. And we'll go to visit them at college together and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And That's so, great. yeah, everything has changed because, of, you know, because of that. That's amazing. That's so cool. Especially with the ex, that's that's oh, really rare. You don't hear about that a lot. He's the best, the best. That's so there great. Ever is, yeah. That's so awesome. Um, what part has family support at the Magdalene House had in your life, and how has it helped you in your relationship with your loved one? Well, it it takes me out of my mind. Mm-hmm. Like whenever I, if I if I sit at home too much, I'm going to get wrapped up in mm-hmm. everything that's going on with her. And so it kind of helps me step out and mm-hmm. it gives me a chance with that desire I have to help people. It gives mm-hmm. me a chance to help people. Uh, but mainly, um, I think I've talked to you about this before, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like what you said. We, we, we have kind of like a tribe and it's somebody that, that we know has been through exactly what we've been through. 
So if I need to talk to somebody, I can call you, mm-hmm. even though you're not my sponsor, um, mm-hmm. or I can call my sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we talk, it's just, you know, and, and it's the same with all the other family uh, support members, mm-hmm. because we formed this bond that will always, you know, just by default be there for each other. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing because one of the one of the pieces of advice you gave me when I was first struggling, you know, with Tina uh, getting sober was don't talk to your work friends about mm-hmm. Tina because they're not going to understand. Mm-hmm. And then sure. when you do, when everything's good, it's going to be, mm-hmm. what happened to you? <laughs> you yeah. know, you yeah. crazy lady. And so I felt like that was really good advice to, to talk to people that understand yeah. what I've been through and what I'm going through. And, and we just will always have that bond. Yeah, for sure. And then you have at the Magdalene House, you know, in the family support group, you have that depth and weight with the other people in the group, you know. So we've all kind of been through the same thing. So it's not this it's not this weird thing to talk about or it's not like we've all been through it. Yeah. And so. it's not weird. It's like I can tell you, oh, hey, I'm not having a great day. And you're going to be like, first thing you're going to do is say, you know, what's going on? And yeah. and and understand from the beginning where I'm not going to have to start at the very beginning mm-hmm. of the story. You know? Right, right. We're always... We get to help each other. We get to really be helpful to other people, too. So we get out of ourselves, mm-hmm. you know. So I feel like somebody calls the second I'm having a day where I really am struggling. I'll have somebody call and I'll end up being helpful to them. And it takes me out of, mm-hmm. you know, my stuff. And it's really designed that way. So it's really cool. Yeah, I had this lady the other day that called and she was like, um, Laurie? And I was like... Mm-hmm. Yes, this is Laurie. How can I help you? Yeah. Just like that. And they were like, well, I got your number from the Magdalene House. I go, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I thought you were like a salesperson that yeah. was trying to sell me something. And anyways, yeah. it's funny. It, d- cool. it immediately took me out of everything. Yeah, it will. It will. There are many stigmas around alcoholism. So what did you learn at Maggie's that helped you to better understand alcoholism as a disease? Well, that's that's the thing is that that's the first thing is that I learned that it is a disease. I remember the first time I went to go visit Tina when she was in Maggie's and she met me at the door and this was at the old house and they could pretty much walk around the whole house because I wasn't that big. And so she met me at the door. I was going to visit her and she had tears in her eyes. And I was like, um, hey, are you okay? What's wrong? And she said, Larry, it's a disease. And I was like, okay. And she said, I'm not a terrible person. And I was like, okay, babe. And she said, it's a disease. And I just remember from that moment on, so much relief Mm -hmm. because a disease can most of the time be cured, right? So Mm -hmm. I didn't know. And then I was like, well, I can help cure this, you Mm -hmm. know, because at the time, even though, um, as we talked about, I'm not Mm -hmm. God, I had a lot, I felt like I had a lot of God things to do, right? right? Because I I wasn't trusting and relying back then. Right. And, um, so that was the first thing that it, it taught me that it was a disease. And then just the fact that I get to spread that message and, mm-hmm. and, and, and every week, um, either online or, or in person, draw that out. Mm-hmm. Just like in the, the doctor's opinion, like this Show is how it's a it, disease. Yeah. And, and this is how my disease is the exact same thing, except that I can have a drink and mm-hmm. then go home. Your body's different. My body doesn't, it doesn't manifest as a, as an allergy. Mm-hmm. Right. And I can process and metabolize the alcohol. Right. Um, So there's so many things, you know, that I've learned here. Um, 
I love to listen to the podcast and the speakers and mm-hmm. the alcoholic speakers. I love to hear people's stories. Um, they're all so different, but also the same. Yeah. And those are great resources. Yeah, it really is. And it, and it, and it, it helps me a lot in my day to day living as well. Just like the 12 steps do, you know, now mm-hmm. I can go to target and I don't knock people down when I'm pushing my cart down the aisle. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm yeah. like, these are people too. These are God's yeah. children. Mm-hmm. They're just out here doing what they're doing. They might be on the wrong side of the aisle. I'll just go around. Right, right. Don't take it personally. Yeah, it's not. They're not trying to make me mad. Um, There's just so many things that the 12 Steps has helped me with. And Maggie's perpetuates that because they're based on the big book here. Mm -hmm. And I'm just really proud, you know, to be a part Mm -hmm. of it and, and be able to help as many people as we possibly can. And now that we have a men's program, it's Uh, only going to get bigger and bigger broader spectrum of, of people to help that's yeah. great yeah well amazing well thank you so much laurie this has been incredible and i hope tons of people listen to it thank you for your time and um we'll talk to y'all later all right thank you so much all right for have a great night tonight. thank okay. you bye-bye this has been hope for the family hosted by laurie evans and brought to you by the magdalene house i am diana miller host of our recover ed podcast series We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Tune in every Wednesday for a new release from one of our four series. To learn more about the Magdalene House and the services we offer, please visit magdalenehouse.org or follow us on your favorite social media channels.